Welcome. You're listening to Uncommon Sense. I'm Doug Morgan, and I want to thank you for listening today to the podcast. We are extremely excited about the different topics that we're going to be covering in the in the coming uh, podcasts and the, and the future, and even what is on today's uh, is just uh, a continuation of what we are doing here at Uncommon Sense, and that is just simply digging into the truth. We are truth hunters, I guess you could say, and we really want to find what is biblical truth in in the, the political realm, even around us, uh, everyday life. Uh, we just want to know what truth is, and we're seeking that out every single day. And what we've been doing here uh, with uh, this week's podcast is looking into seeing is socialism biblical? You know, we see a lot of uh, trends going in the way of socialism when it comes to society and and the the idea uh, that socialism is a, a biblical concept. Uh, and we want to dig into that and see is that really the case? Uh, we looked last time at what uh, is socialism and and what kind of economic system the Bible. Um, advocates, and and obviously it doesn't advocate a particular type of economic system. What it does is it 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 it, it tells us that there are certain things that are good, and one of those things is private ownership. That we can own certain things like property and and whatnot, but we um, but not necessarily have to have a communal type of economic system which, of course, is, is what we see when it comes to socialism. Um, but let's dig in just a, a little bit more into this. We see that we can, um, we can read the Bible, and the Bible advocates for, for this private ownership of property, and, and we are to take care of the needs of others, but we're to do that through personal generosity and the church. You see, the church, one of... The church's callings is to actually help the needy. We are definitely given that responsibility through the Lord's Word that as a church we are to meet needs of, of people. And uh, we are to do that through the, the generosity of, of others. We, uh, I know as a family uh, here in the Morgan household, we, uh, we definitely uh, give to the church, and we uh, not not just in tithe, but also in other ways as well. Um, if we see needs, then we do that. We sponsor a child um, that that is an orphan that is that is uh, in need in another country. Uh, we, um, we we do different things th- uh, through our generosity. Those those needs are being met, uh, even in, on a on a small scale. We uh, we're able to do what we can. And you see, that's what the Bible has, is teaching us to do. It's teaching the church to be the need meter, <laughs> I guess, is the best way to put that. Um, what we don't see is we don't see the Bible saying that the government is responsible for doing that. Um, and there's, there's probably a lot of reasons for that. Uh, number one, the government doesn't really do much of anything well, um, and 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 so when we see a government responsible for doing something, well, I mean, good night. You can go to 
uh, the DMV and know that <laughs> oftentimes uh, this is not being done efficiency uh, wise very well. Uh, this is not, <laughs> uh, this is not uh, a, a good use of my time uh, invested uh, just simply to register my car again or whatever. Uh, it, it could be done so much better oftentimes. Um, and, and we, and we take a look at a lot of things. I mean, I, I, I know, like I say, I know this podcast goes out uh, all over, uh, the world actually. Um, but here in the Pacific Northwest, uh, you know, we, we, uh, we, we can see some terrible inefficiencies, uh, right down to, um, the unemployment office in Oregon, uh, the unemployment division, uh, there, there are people that still are not getting their unemployment checks. And this is almost a year after the pandemic started and people were losing their jobs. They still are not being processed through. Can you imagine uh, not, not going um, uh, going without for, for almost a year uh, when you thought that you could depend on the government to take care of you there? Um, and so we know that, that, that the needs uh, are to be taken care of through the church, not necessarily through the government. But there's a lot of people that would ask, isn't capitalism based on greed? And, and how, how godly can a capitalistic society be if it is based on greed? Well, capitalism is, is literally based on human nature. Uh, God wired us all differently. And if someone has, has something, um, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a product or, or labor or whatever, if, if they have something that I need, and, they, and, and, and they're willing to price that at a price that I can afford and want to pay for it, then we have a fair exchange. I, I had some concrete work done in, in my backyard not too long ago. And I went and, and talked with an individual who does concrete work. I don't do concrete work, uh, never have. Uh, don't you know, really know a whole lot about it. I guess I could have you know, gotten on and watched some YouTube videos <laughs> or something. Uh, but, uh, but I know I probably wouldn't have done a very good job. And so I talked with an individual who had a skill in concrete work and he had the means to do it. He had the concrete, or at least he hired that out. Um, he, he found a guy who, who had concrete (laughs) and he paid that guy, uh, to, to deliver the concrete and, and see through all of these exchanges, I now have a, a patio that's extended out and I can I can use it a whole lot better than I could the the weeds that were there before. (laughs) And so, you see, through the exchange of skill and labor, we were able to come to an agreement that was beneficial for everyone. And we're all happy because of it. You see, it was a fair exchange. And see, the motivation for me to produce something, you know, for others... Um, well, you know, that, that, that gives me economic value. The motivation for me producing something that, that others want is that, that I get what I want. And that's a capitalistic type of scenario. Competition keeps everything in check because if I have a skill at, you know, doing concrete, but Somebody else comes along and says, you know what? I have a skill doing concrete just as well, and I'm willing to do it for less. 
I'm probably going to go with the, the one that does it for less, unless there's other factors that that uh, that come into play, such as maybe the skill of the fir- first one and the higher priced one is better. And I think that that's uh, that's a value to me. You see, power is given to the individual under a capitalistic system. It's not given to a government. It's given to the person who decides, do I want this product or labor or service, whatever, do I want this for the price that it's at? Because there's a lot of things that I really want. I mean, you know, I would I would love a Lamborghini, <laughs> but, but there's no way I'm willing to pay what it would cost for me to have a Lamborghini. When someone receives a bigger piece of the pie in under capitalism, that pie actually grows bigger. Is this, is this making sense? If I get more from a capitalistic uh, scenario or economic system, then the pie actually gets bigger. I'm creating wealth. But conversely, let's take a look at socialism. Socialism is based on greed as well. You see, both the greed for power of those in government and those that want free stuff, (laughs) free things. There is greed involved there as well. You see, the motivation under socialism to produce things, you know, it eventually turns into coercion. I, 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 it's, it's not a matter of, do I want something at that price? And so I'm going to pay for that. I, it's not, I can produce something because I know if I produce that thing, I'm going to get this back. It is, I need to produce this. Why? Well, because I'm told to, and I'm required to, and I have to, because my government has told me that I need to do that. You see, government is the only check on government. And does that make any sense? Why would government be the check on itself? It's like the <laughs> having the fox be the... The, the one that protects the hen house. That doesn't make sense. And we see that all the time. Well, uh, in, in, when we start to deal with government, even today, we see how the, the, the government is so inefficient in so many ways. And we go, wow, how in the world uh, can these guys not give very good customer service? They, can't, they, they, they don't need... I, I, I did a government uh, a request of our state government here just the other day, and it was just simply a records request. I was wanting to, uh, so, some information on, on a registration, and and I had to submit that. And they sent me back an email saying, okay, we will provide that to you in 28 days, within 28 days. Oh, and if we don't do that, then we'll, we'll let you know how long it will be after that. In other words, we'll get to it when we get to it. Now, if a company operated that way, that company would be out of business. Why? Because there's competition under the capitalistic type of of scenario and economic system. Under socialism, there's not. Because government is the only check on government. You see, power under socialism is given to the bureaucrats. It's given to the government. It's given to people that, that we've never elected, that we don't even know that we just interact with, 
If I go down to to the to some you know county office somewhere, I don't know those people. I show up at a, at, a, at a desk, and 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 they're the ones that have the power whether or not to grant me my request, whether it be for you know some sort of registration or whatever. You see, under socialism, when someone gets a bigger piece of the pie, and someone else gets a smaller piece of the pie, because wealth is not created under so- socialism. Under socialism, I have to give up what I have so that others then get what I just gave up. So I have a smaller piece of the pie. They have a larger piece of the pie than what they had and what I had. And the pie stays the same. You see, isn't socialism the most loving kind of economic system is a question I've been asked. I mean... This this is this is the thinking that many have is that if I have and and I, I don't have a lot of needs, but I have stuff, and I'm able to give up some of that stuff to others that don't have, then that's the loving and caring thing. Why then, Doug, would that not be the most loving thing that I can do and, and the most biblical thing I can do? Because we're supposed to meet the needs of those that have need. Well, let's look into this. Socialism steals from people to give to others. It's not really a giving. (laughs) If I want to give, like I say, which we do as a family, if I want to give to those in need, then I can give to those in need based off of my generosity, based off of my moral compass, based off of how I... um, how I interpret the Bible and understand what God wants me to do in my spiritual life. But under socialism, that's not the case because it's a taking of what I have through taxes or what I mean, literally a taking at gunpoint because if, if I do not give of my taxes and I do not give up what they're saying I need to do, then they literally, by law, can do that at gunpoint, take my stuff. Not because I'm generous, but just simply out of coercion. You see, socialism discourages biblical principles. This, when, when it gets down to socialism... You see it played out throughout history where socialism turns people away from the church, turns people away from God and says, you know what? The government can do it. And that's not a biblical concept. Socialism creates a dependence on government. And when we depend on the government and not on God, we're putting our ourselves in the hands of these bureaucrats, unelected bureaucrats that that we basically just have to serve as masters. That's not biblical. That's not good. That's not kind. But on the other hand, capitalism allows those that have been, you know, blessed to give generously to those that are in need. It allows the church to do what God has called the church to do, and that is to help the needy. That's one of the things that as a church and as a pastor, we are to concentrate on, is to help those in need. 
Capitalism encourages creativity. It it also encourages personal responsibility. It encourages generosity, ingenuity, and even efficiency. You see, these are all things that are biblical. These are when 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 we are under an a system that is capitalistic, then we we want to be creative. We want to try. I, okay, I, I I have a 3D printer in my house. And one of the things when I really started to get into 3D printing that happened is that many people started to ask me, hey, I have this thing, or I, I like for instance, I, I have this board game, and I'd really love upgraded pieces to this board game. You have a 3D printer. How much would it cost me <laughs> to, to print these upgrades to this board game? And it got me thinking, hey, you know what? If I just created this over here, or I did that over there, or I put these pieces in this way, wow, that would be... See, I started to get creative. And I'm not a creative person, I can tell you. But I started to think this way. Why? Because I was able to then meet needs of other people. I was I was then given, uh, you know, compensation for that. I, uh, I took on the personal responsibility to get that done. Uh, I... You know, there was there was ingenuity there, efficiency. How, how can I be more efficient at this? How can I put more of these and print them out at the same time uh, so I don't have to print them one at a time? What I mean, there, there's so much, uh, so much that is uh, that is phosphored um, through capitalism that isn't through socialism. Capitalism creates a dependence on God and self rather than government, and isn't that what? God has asked us. He's asked us to have a dependence on Him. Socialism is uh, peddling as is peddled as a loving and caring way for government to provide for the needs of everyone, regardless of any circumstances. However, socialism diminish, diminishes individual responsibility, value, and self-esteem. You see what what is what is money? Money is Labor, time, skill, and risk. If I have labor, if I have time, if I have a skill, and, and if I'm willing to even take some risk, I am able to be compensated for that. You see, I don't have to barter. I don't have to say, here, I tell you what, I have this over here, and you give me that over there, because that's what I I can literally say, here, give me money, and then I can take that money and go use that to go buy something that I need. That is what money is. It is just simply a it's 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 a it's a signal. It's a it's it's something that shows that I have provided labor, I've provided time, I've provided a skill, or I've taken a risk, and this is what I can show for it, and this is what I can use to go get something else from someone someone else that has provided labor, time, skill, or risk. We're going to dig into this just a little bit more uh, coming up on our next podcast. But if you're enjoying what you're hearing, uh, I would encourage you to follow along. We, we try to do about three of these a week. And also, if you have any comments, questions, I mean, uh, they can be good comments. They can be bad comments. <laughs> uh, I, I, want, I want to hear what you think. And uh, you can do that at 4uncommonsense at gmail.com. That's 4-F-O-R, uncommonsense at gmail.com. And we Definitely look forward to hearing from you and seeing you next time. Thank you.
Thank you.